Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Sit back and enjoy inspirational interviews with Christian fiction and nonfiction authors from around the world who are on fire for God and committed to using writing as a ministry tool. Feel free to follow our show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Christian Authors on Tour or like our Facebook page, the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Well, 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 happy October 15th. It is the third Friday of October. This is Lynn Pender, one of your co-hosts of the CAOT Blog Talk Radio Show. Happy fall, happy autumn. We are so excited that you are joining us. And guess what? It is third Friday, so I have not one, but two amazing co-hosts. Guess who they are? Mitzi Carasculo and Leroy McKenzie Jr. Hi, Mitzi. Hi, Leroy. <laughs> hey, gang. The gang's all here. <laughs> yes. Hey, 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 Lynn. Lynn, watch this. Hey, Mitzi, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, we still yelling from Monday night with Lamar Jackson doing what they're with the Ravens do. <laughs> Chicago, so I'm always teasing him about, mm, you got that name? <laughs> <I'm all right>. <laughs> <laughs> Bell's the same way in everything. <laughs> yeah. That is cool. It is cool, mm. and I'm excited to be able to co-host with the two of you again. It's always an honor, and you know, like, like, past times, we have another amazing, wonderful, um, but fabulous Christian author that we're going to interview. But before we jump into that, I just want to do a few updates. So this 2021 year, you all know, has been our um, Christian book tour and um, shining God's light, right, (laughs) in a dark world. Mm -hmm. And we we have mm-hmm. had a number of stops. Even though it's been a pandemic, we've been doing um, some virtual events, which have been phenomenal. We are scheduled for our last tour stop of 2021, and that's set for December 11th, and that's our Christian Writers Literary Festival. That event is going to be virtual. Um 
I thought about and I prayed about, you know, doing it in person, and I, I you know, I just, you know, didn't get the word to say yes, so we're just going to proceed with it being hey. virtual. <laughs> and so um, I will be posting information about that on the website, um, hopefully before the end of October, no later than the first week of November. But the Christian Writers Literary Festival is an opportunity for Christian authors and book lovers to convene and meet up. And this year is a little different because it is virtual. Um, last year, 2020, was a planning year, so we really didn't do um, the regular tour stops. We had special events that we did. So this is the first time that we're doing the Christian Writers Literary Festival since 2019, and that was an in-person event. So looking forward to that. We'll be updating everybody on the website. But until then, <clears throat> you can uh, tune in to the CAOT Blog Talk Radio Show every first third, and fifth Friday of the month. You can also tune into past episodes of the CAO TV show via our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube.com, do a search of the CAO TV show. You will see some uh, wonderful, inspirational, dynamic interviews with Christian authors from all over. And um, I'm so excited because, you know, throughout it all, we've still been able to go steady with this Blog Talk Radio show. And the author that we have scheduled today, um, I don't think we've had an author that has her genre I don't, I don't know, maybe maybe it was some years ago, but not recently. So I'm really excited about this author. Hey, Lynn, I got a quick question for you, Missy, before you, before you go. Um, for, the, for the conference coming up, for, for the Writers' Conference coming up in December, are you accepting authors right now? Like, since it's going to be virtual, are, are we looking to have it yeah. um, outside so, authors? So if authors... Yeah, so if Christian authors are interested in participating, they can do one of two things right now because the website isn't up yet, but they can they can call 800-929-1418, extension 1. They can reach out to you, Leroy, um, <laughs> Leroy McKenzie okay, Jr., okay. or even Missy, <laughs> you know, um, Kara Skulo. You can reach me, Lynn Pender, um, via Facebook, or you can call 800-929-1418, extension 1. Cool. Cool. Awesome. And that takes us into our author for today. Yes, this is so exciting. It's so exciting. We welcome today Nicole P. Thomas. Welcome, Nicole P. Thomas. And Nicole P. Thomas was born with a book in her hand. Reading has always been her favorite pastime, whether a physical book or an e-book. She is never far from a current read. That love led to her creating a world where anything is possible with enough faith. Nicole is the author of several young adult and children's book stories laced with faith, filled with magic, and adventure. She is also the author of a book for little readers titled Flower Girl and another book titled Tales of El Hainai. Hello. Welcome, Nicole. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you for participating. We would love to know. So congratulations. Congratulations definitely in store. And so tell us all about your book. Thank you. 
So my first book, Tales of Elhanai, it's a Christian fantasy book. It's the first installation in a trilogy. The entire trilogy is called Tales of Elhanai. The second book is called The Prophecy. And the third book is called Wages of War. And it was inspired by a dream in, at the end of the year 2019. Um, I was kind of stagnant in where I was in life. I was capped out as far as where I could go at my job, my other job, because I'm an author, but my other job. And as far as promotion goes, you know, there was nowhere else for me to go upwards. So I felt stifled there. At home, my marriage, you know, home life, everything wasn't exactly the way I had pictured it at that point in my life. So I was feeling a bit overwhelmed, underwhelmed, and just basically blah. So I am a Christian. I grew up in a Christian home. My father's a pastor. And one Sunday, he preached a message about being ready to move when God tells you to move. So I went to the altar, and I laid it all out for him for God. And I was like, you know, this is how I'm feeling. This is where I'm at. I know I was created for a purpose and I need you to reveal what that purpose is for me so I could walk in it. And not even a week later, he woke me up 3 a.m. in the morning and I heard the voice of one of the main characters, Alana, running through the forest for her life. And I woke up I Thank started you writing for it down. Into the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Sit back. I I woke up, I start writing it down and I couldn't stop. So, you know, I'm getting ready for work that morning and I'm on my phone jotting it down into Google Google Docs and on notes just trying to get it out. And um so it it started coming out and I, I wrote for thirty days was the entire time it took me to write that first book. And um, on that same morning, though, I was kind of asking, you know, going back and forth with God, trying to figure out what exactly is this that you placed in me? You know, where is all this happening? What's the name of the story? You know, who are the characters? And I'm getting into the car on my way to work, and I heard him say El Hanai. And I'm like, well, what is that? And so naturally, I turned to Google, and I looked it up. Nothing comes up. It's not a real word. So I'm like, Okay. So then I break it down into its two parts. El, we all know it's a Judeo-Christian word for God. So it's okay. I get that. Hanai is actually a Hawaiian or Samoan word. It means adopted family. When you take somebody into your family who's not necessarily your own, but you adopt them. And so I'm like, okay, God, I got you. This makes so much sense. And so as the story is, you know, pouring out of me, the title just makes so much sense with the story. And I would call my mother, and I was, like, so excited because I'm like, Mom, this is what, you know, Alric did. This is what Aconius did. This is what every, you know, what every character is doing. And it was such a God thing because anytime I would try and write the story with my own ideas and be like, oh, I think this should happen, or maybe we should incorporate a romance into it. I think this should happen. I would get writer's block, and I couldn't write anymore. And I was like, I had to go back, delete whatever it was that I wrote, and be like, okay, God. What are these characters going to do now? Who is going where? What's happening? And only then, when I asked for direction, was I able to proceed. And that was throughout all three of the books. Um, I would pray about it, and then I would write down what I heard. And it just, it was such, oh, the story. It's so near to my heart. So it's Christian fantasy. It's um, geared really for, like, you know, younger 
teenagers, so I would say uh, 13 and up. Um, there's no, you know, vulgar language, no romance. There's nothing really off-putting about it. But it does deal with some issues that young, very young readers may not understand. Wow. 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 <laughs> I, I, I love that. And, and Nicole, I, I'm going to tell you this, um, and I don't know if Mitzi and, and Lynn, but I've, I've talked to a lot of writers and those of us who are Christian writers and, and authors, those 3 a.m. phone, those 3 a.m. wake up calls by God are, are all, are all there. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. It's, it's just something about that time frame, that two to four, that I've, I've heard so many of us say that God has woken us up that time of morning. I don't know what it is. What he has about that time, but maybe it's the only time that he well the, the time he that he, like he can have yeah. our totally yes. our attention. We're totally focused yeah. on him, what he wants to say to us, and everything like that. So uh, I've been there with with that, yeah. I, I, and it just it blows my mind to hear all of us say that that so many of us have had that encounter or that wake up call is what I call it, that three a.m. wake up call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's know. an amazing yeah, feeling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and here's the thing: I had really quickly, I had one of, uh, and I saw that you're a poet, so I think you'll appreciate this. But I had a dream that woke that I woke up from, and and it was a certain dream that came. And out of that dream, I, I and I could not go back to sleep until I wrote mm-hmm. that poem. Mm-hmm. I could, yeah. It would not. It would not let me go back. Mm-hmm. To it sleep. wouldn't let you go. Yep. Right. Until I got it out of me, I'm just like so. Yeah, I've been there, and that experience is is, is like no other. But my question mm-hmm. to you is: before you before you wrote this book, what got you into writing? What what made you think, wow, this is something that I need to from from something that I have in my head to actually putting pen to paper? What was that that process like for you? Or what was that thought? What was that thing that came to you that, that made you want to start writing? Honestly, I never intended to, to publish anything. I've, I started off writing poetry um, in school, elementary, junior high, college. I took, you know, English classes while I was writing, but I never really put into any type of action to publish a book. Writing was always my way of expressing, you know, those big feelings that I couldn't deal with. I would just write it out. It helped me process. So, you know, Growing up in a church, you know, you'd write poems for Mother's Day, you write write poems for, like, you know, church events. And so I would read them in church, and everybody would always be like, oh, you need to, you know, make sure you're writing these down, make sure you have them saved somewhere so you can publish a book someday. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll do that someday. But it was never, you know, something, an aspiration of mine, to be honest. So when I got to that moment, I was just like, okay, this is my purpose, so I'm going to do it. Amen. 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 Nicole, it is such an honor to interview you. You are truly a trendsetter. Um, I don't know many Christian authors who are writing um, this genre for that population of young people. And right now in the world where we're living, that population of young people are probably at the at that crisis point, if you know what I mean. 
And so mm-hmm. I want you to talk, yeah, I want you to talk a little bit about some of the reader response that you received because you've, you have, it sounds like you have a trilogy. So you have three books out so far. So talk a little bit about the response that you're getting from the young people and even perhaps from parents and educators as well. Yeah, so I like you said, I write Christian fantasy, and it took me some time to acclimate myself to that genre. It was an internal battle because part of me was like, well, you know, I want a lot of people to read it. So do I market it as just YA fantasy, or do I put that label Christian fantasy on it? And I clearly heard God say, you deny me in, in public, um, you know, I'm going to deny you. So I was like, okay. It's, it's Christian fantasy. And so the response I've gotten has been honestly shocking. Um, a lot of people who are non-Christians have said, you know, it's not an in-your-face, faith-based book. So if you have eyes to see the message, you will see it. But I'm not shoving it down anybody's throat. I'm not, it's not a verbatim retelling of any scriptures, but you'll see scripture throughout it. So you'll see Joshua 1.9. Be courageous. I've told you, you know, again and again, be courageous. Do not fear. Um, you'll see me reference light and darkness cannot coincide. Like, you'll see those things. Baptism scenes are there. Um, come to Christ moments are there. But you, if you don't, you know, if you don't know the Bible, you may gloss over it for just, you know, they turned over a new leaf. But I've gotten, you know, messages and DMs from people like, oh, I just read the baptism scene. It was amazing. Or just regular, you know, I love the story. It grabbed me from the first page. So the majority of my readers have been um, adults, um, but the response so far has been really good. And I love you, you, you told how, you know, what you hope the readers and the audience will receive. How do you market the book? Well, I market it as Christian fantasy. So anytime I post on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere, it's marketed there. Um, but I don't, I don't, you know, segregate for anybody. I don't leave anybody out. Mm-hmm. In your marketing, are you going to schools or are you going to like after school programs or community programs mm-hmm. where there's a, a, a where, there, where there will be a magnitude of children and or teens? Well, um, I haven't actually physically been able to go to any schools or anything like that yet. It's all been online. So I've done a few pop-up shops and um, events at churches like that where they hosted a pop-up shop. Um, word of mouth, and like I said, mainly online, and using the connections that I already have with bookstores, church bookstores, and um, like there's a daycare that I know the coordinator, so, you know, using those connections. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, definitely um, the the daycare um, providers is a good um target market because they have kids that they, you know, books that they need and then also, um, you know, the school system, like you said, getting in those oh, books yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, let, let, me, let me ask you this. How did you go from <laughs> writing Christian fantasy 
to writing a children's book? What what geared you into that direction? <laughs> um, so the book that I just published is actually a, a bedtime story that I told my daughter when she was about six. And it was really, you know, a child attempt to stay up late. You know, Mommy, tell me a story. Tell me a story. <laughs> and so I, I made this up. You know, I named the character Grace because that's her middle name. And I made this story up about a little girl who was disobedient. And like many parents, there's lessons that we want our children to learn, and obedience is an important one. So um, I wrote it down, and I never thought about it again. And then after I finished the trilogy, and I was just kind of like, okay, well, what's next? I decided to revisit the children, you know, the flower girl. And it did not come as easily as the first one that the fiction books did because it's illustrations and it just, it's completely, it's a completely different market. So I had to find an illustrator and being indie, I, you know, self-published, I don't have unlimited funds. I went to Fiverr to try and find an illustrator, found one that I liked, and mm-hmm. we, you know, we worked back and forth on it. But something just didn't sit right with me when she came down to join the main character, Grace. And so I was just like, okay, you know, I don't love it. It's okay. I let it sit. And that was all last year. I let it sit. End of last year, um, I was on Clubhouse you know, the new new app that's out, and I've been connecting with people and, you know, learning and marketing and just growing in general. And I connected with one person who was, you know, talking about books and brought up my children's book, and I spoke to him off, you know, offside and encouraged me to, to look at it again. So I was like, okay. Went back to it, tried to find another illustrator to finish it, and in doing so, when I found someone, I sent her my, the illustrations that I had as a reference. And she was like, you know, I need to let you know these illustrations are not originals. These are all clip art. She's like, so unless the person who gave it to you had, you know, permission to use them, you can't use these. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. If I had gone forward with this book a year ago, who knows what kind of legal issues I would have run into. So I'm like, I thank God so much for putting that pause in my spirit and just not letting me be settled enough with it to go forward. And so, you know, I went with this new illustrator. She's fabulous. She stole my vision. She brought grace to life. And we are where we are now. So I love that story. And um, it's doing well. Wow. I love that. What a testimony. Wow. Talking about you talking about God intervention, you know, I mean, and just on God, you know, that that is a powerful testimony. You know, you oh my goodness. Wow. Listen, when I when I heard it, I, I literally I cried. I sat in the car when she messaged me and told me this and I cried because I was just like, Oh my God. Like I was so, so grateful. Because I could just see, like, everything could have been taken away just that quickly. Mm-hmm. An illustrator like, wow. that used clip art? And, and said it was the wow. original work, yeah. And the most beautiful part is, is Nicole's act of obedience after hearing from God, you know, 
Yeah. What if she would have just continued wow. forward? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. And it's like I've learned, you know, over the years, you know, I said I would, I'm a pastor's child, but I was a prodigal child. So I'm like, I know the other side of this story, you know? So I make mm-hmm. it such a point to include God in what I do now because I'm like, I cannot go back to where I was. I cannot. I refuse to. So I want to make sure that I'm representing him in a way that will bring him, you know, it all goes back to him. So I just want to make him happy. My parents would always say, you know, make God happy. And that's all I want to do at the end of the day is make him happy. Amen. Amen. Nicole, I want to be sure that our listeners can reach out to you if they want to invite you as a speaker, if they want to purchase copies of any of your books. How can they do that? How can they purchase copies of the books, and how can they get in contact with you? Yes, so I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Nicole Patrice T. Um, My website is my full name, NicolePatriceThomas.com. You can purchase signed copies from me through my website. You can purchase books on Amazon or Barnes & Noble as well. Mm-hmm. And one uh, thing that I was wondering about is the title book. I always like to try to figure out how the title personally personally relates to the author. How did your titles relate to you as a person? The trilogy, which is called Tales of El Hanai, for me, it's, it's personal as well. I am an adopted daughter of the king. And um, as a Christian and all Christians, we are his children. So he has adopted us into his family. Um, The Flower Girl, it's a little girl who wants to do something nice for her mom, but in doing so, she forgets to rule. So we may be well-intentioned in our actions and, you know, what we want to do, but we have to remember that there's a process and a procedure for getting things done as well. And rules are put in place by the ones who love us for our good. So that's how those two um, relate to me. And uh, my poetry book is called Facets of a Poetic Soul. And that title, it's really just a snippet of some of the poetry that I've written over the years. So it's different facets of who I am, who I've been, and who I'm becoming. Amen. Amen. Leroy, mm-hmm. I think this is like sums up, Leroy. <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm loving it because yeah. I was just a part of a um, a poetry event last Friday uh, evening, and it would have been perfect um, to have you on with uh, with the other uh, guest on it because the young lady that did it, she had it was just a great event, and I'll and I can actually um, I'll make sure that with friends on Facebook, and I'll send you the link to the young lady uh, named Maria S. Yeah, um, definitely. But we'll close that because I know that we only have like a, a couple minutes left, Nicole. But I, I want to ask you this. What do you want your readers to come away with from whether it's the children's book or whether it's your, your Christian fantasy book? What's your what's your takeaway that you want the, the readers to come away with? No matter how your story starts, you can change the ending. The decisions that you make, the people you come in contact with, what you put in is what you will get out. So, yeah, your story can always change. Choose wisely. 
Amen. What a powerful way to close out. Oh, my goodness. Nicole, wow. This, like, I, I just have to keep saying this has been such a treat. And I love, I love, um, uh, I love science fiction books. So I'm particularly um, um, perked, you know, so excited when I hear about Christian, uh, you know, Christian uh, mystery or Christian Christian science fiction or Christian fantasy books. Yes. So I think I'm going to read the trilogy just for the sake of my own self. I would love that. Yes, my interest is so, you know, peaked at this time. You know, I'm just so excited. But it was such a pleasure to interview you, and I just want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, I'm so excited for you and looking forward to hearing some great things. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. I I love talking to you guys. Um, It was great. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And Missy and Leroy, I love you guys. <laughs> yes, love you, I know. I love you too. And Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> With my Boston accent, Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, what part of the country are you in? I am in New York. I, I was like, oh, New York. I, I saw it, Nicole. I was like, don't say it. And I love you. But listen, I just want to tell our listening audience that we love them too. We thank you all for tuning in to the CAOT Blog Talk Radio Show. Please support this author. Make sure you call um, and and, um, visit her website and, and just support her. Pray for her. Purchase her books. And until next time, God bless everybody. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.